Hello, and welcome back to the Electric Punch Podcast. I am always your host, Logan Grigsby, and this episode is brought to you by my mother. Without her, I would not have the beer that I am currently drinking. So thank you, Mom. I loves you. So we're going to have a great episode for you today, and with that, I would like to welcome tonight's guest, Schmack, or as other people know him, Joe Beeson. From shredding it down at the bayous of Orlando, Florida, and about to kill it at the upcoming Magic Moon Festival, Joe, I would like to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on the show. So, my first question would be, what are your views on pirates and piracy? Pirates and piracy. Yeah. That's a good question. Like, are. Yeah. Well, first off, I'm going to take the time to thank you for having me out. It's not like my busy uh, schedule was anything important. We almost actually forgot to uh, be here on time. I was uh, smoking a blunt at the house. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's 6.30. We should probably get in the car. Um, <laughs> but I do appreciate you guys having me out. It, Absolutely. It's, it's definitely an honor. Um so pirates and piracy, I think that pirates are kick-ass. Pirates are kick-ass. Pirates are pirates super kick-ass. Are kick-ass. If I could be one, I absolutely would cut I, my leg my, off The dream right is to be a space pirate. That's space pretty cool. Space pirate. Um, piracy, I, uh, in today's world, I'm not going to say that I have a, um optional view either for or against because I've definitely ripped my share of songs off the internet. Oh, we got them, boys. C- come in. Come in. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm sure that plenty of people out there have also ripped their share of music oh, off the internet. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not that it's okay. My wire destroyed my computer. All right, not that it's okay and you should definitely support your um, your favorite artists, but in the world of streaming really need days, it, like, yeah, does, does the download really matter? No, they're making more money of yeah, everything else. Than merchandise. Music. But you should definitely tours, support your friends yeah, and absolutely. your favorite artists and buy their shit. All right. So why don't you tell me a bit about your musical background? What was the role of music growing up in your life? Oh, uh, dude, so I've been doing music now for um, like 19 years. Mm-hmm. It started in like fifth and sixth grade when I started playing the drums. Mm-hmm. And I played that in like band through high school, um, all the way into college, like played on a drum line in high school as the drum captain. We, um, did a lot of cool shit, played at Disney world. Uh, we oh, played, sh- we, oh, play, we, played at, we played at Carnegie hall my freshman year. That was really cool. Um, that is badass. I was, uh, went to college and played on the drum line in the college mm-hmm. band, whatever. did a lot of that cool shit. I was going to school to be a music director. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that didn't pan out. I did a bunch of drugs. Yeah, it up. happens. It happens um, to most of us <laughs> at some point or uh, the you other. You know, but like, that's where it all started. And then like, I think when I was like 17, 18 is when mm-hmm. I really started like looking into like producing like on the computer and with a DAW and not just playing the drums. Like I'd already taught myself piano and like how to play the guitar and the bass, bass mm-hmm. guitar, you know? Yeah. What all instruments can you play? So I played the drums and anything percussion related. Um, I played the piano, I played the guitar, bass guitar. Um, I can play any instrument with a horn. The didgeridoo. I haven't really necessarily gone into playing the douche, <laughs> but I feel like with enough practice, I could be sufficient. At Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, anything with a horn, so like trumpet, like, you know, like a fucking tuba, you know, like a trombone, I can play that shit. It's going to take a minute to figure out the notes yeah, where they're at. Once you, once you got it going. I can definitely get there. Um, woodwind instruments really have a hard time with just because mm-hmm. like, the armature of the mouth mm-hmm. and, and all the, the fingering is... Absolutely. Drives me insane. So if you could instantly master any instrument, what would it be? Instantly master any instrument? Any instrument. um, It would definitely be the piano, because I would not say that I am proficient at it at all. I know where all the keys are at, Mm -hmm. and I can play chords, and and I can play Once you can do the piano, that translates well to every other... But dude, if I could be Beethoven right now, like Beethoven, whatever, like I would fucking throw shit down. (laughs) So tell me a little bit about your first music teacher. My first music teacher, um, or a teacher that had a impact, a okay, significant impact in so your in life. In high school, I had um, this our our band director, Mrs. Setzer. She was a wonderful woman. Mm-hmm. Um, she definitely instilled a lot of um, like discipline into like the way I look at music, and also like just brought this joyous love for symphonic music into my life. And um, it, it's really what drove me to want to teach other people music. Um, as unfortunate as that didn't like pan out, um, she definitely still holds a part in like how I produce music myself. Like I really like to involve lots mm-hmm. of live instrumentation into my music. Like Absolutely. when you listen to things, you're going to hear lots of like violins and horns 
Mm-hmm. Um, and things that whole are just, orchestra, yeah, yeah, the whole orchestra. It's not just oh, I synth, love that. I love that. Like it's a lot of different things that are going on, and then mm-hmm. it's a lot to play into like what she taught me and instilled into my brain when I was mm-hmm. in like, high school. So, have you ever helped mentor or train someone else? Um, so I was um, the drumline captain in high school, mm-hmm. and like my job was to help teach, you know, the the new coming kids that came into the band how we did things. Um, that's really as far as that goes for me. I've definitely tried to help other people learn mm. things like music theory and like basic instrumentation, but it's never been like something that I've pursued. Like, absolutely. Long-term. Absolutely. So do you have any ra- random fun memories that just pop up in your mind when thinking about your career? Um, like my career currently of like producing EDM and mm-hmm. DJing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, just musically, just musically at all. Oh it could man. be. It could be through high school. I was like, uh, everything kind of runs back to once again high school. It was my freshman year, mm-hmm. and we were in New York. We were playing Carnegie Hall that year, and mm-hmm. it was a group of me and my friends staying in this room. We were at um, the Grand Hyatt Hotel, which is right next to yeah. Grand Central Station. We're like fifteen stories up, whatever, and we were just <laughs> a bunch of dumb high school kids. We got high, <laughs> and I was like throwing shit out the window. <laughs> okay and like i'm like talking like we threw like we threw cookies out the window we threw ice out the window we threw like chinese food out the window and like at one place like the security guards came and knocked on our door like hey we were you guys are throwing <laughs> shit out your window and we're all sitting there like sweating like uh-oh <laughs> and i told the guy i was like i don't know what that was i was like yeah. i saw them coming from like floors above us. above us i don't yeah. know what's going on <laughs> And they let us go. They were like, okay, whatever. If you see anything, call down. <laughs> <laughs> if you see more food, come down. I'll try to catch it next time. And it was just like funny because we were just literally throwing shit at the window and just like watching people like on the ground, like freaking out because like noodles just hit them in the face. <laughs> and like, I don't know. That's just the first memory that popped in my brain. So what are some of the first concerts you went to? And do you have any concerts that say that made you say, wow, like I want to be a part of this? Okay, so... First concert I ever went to was like Rockfest. Rockfest, same. I was same. probably like eight, 17, 18. Mm-hmm. I was, I was kind of sheltered as a kid. I didn't do much mm-hmm. cool stuff. Um, but that was like the first one I went to. Uh, the first EDM show I ever went to was um, Halloween in 2016. It was um, Brills before he became Ellis Dream and Snails headlining. Oh, And it was fire. a really good time for me. I, I did a bunch of drugs and like I really just kind of enjoyed myself. And like that alone is what kind of got me into the scene. And I would say the first person that actually got me to um, want to DJ like as what I wanted to do would have to be, um, you know, honestly, I don't even remember who like was performing. It was just going to the warehouse for my first couple of times yeah, and just like seeing the local scene, just really like coming together to do what we what, all love. They, what we want to do yeah what we want to have do a good just, time have to a good celebrate time and, like, art and culture yeah and i like i i had like fucked around at home mm-hmm. and like put a couple of mixes together on like some basic ass free mixing program that i got off the mm-hmm. internet like i don't even know what it was called and i was just like you know this is kind of fun i want to do this and when i saw that and like the local community come together i was like no i want to do this like i want to try this out and that's kind of like what pushed me into like doing that kind of stuff mm-hmm. So what is the worst style choice that you think you've ever made? The worst what? Style. The worst style Fashion. choice? Um, honestly, I, I can't answer that because I've never tried to be a fashionable person. I just kind of wear what's comfy and what I think okay. looks good. Okay. So, yeah. where, so where are you originally from? Are you KC native? Um, I was born in Iowa, mm-hmm. very north Iowa. Um, mm-hmm. And then when we were kids, I think like six or seven, we moved down to Kansas City and I've lived here until I was like 21, moved to Florida for a couple of years, lived here and there. Um, but I've basically been in Kansas City my whole okay. life. Okay. Same, same. Oh, yeah. Roots are here. Kids are here. Mm-hmm. Family's all Family's here. Well, all not, here. not blood family, but, you know, friend family. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. the fam is here. I, absolutely. I've moved to Florida. I've moved to Portland. But at the end of the day, I always come here because this is home. I always come back. There ain't no place like Kansas yeah. City. I'll tell you what. So what does the word plur mean to you? Word plur means plur. to me. Um, I mean, I'm sure it means to me as much as it means to everybody. It's just love your neighbor, love yourself, love everything around you, man. Like you can't 
have any type of negative attitude you towards things. Positive. Yeah, you gotta look at. You just gotta be as zen way. as possible, man. Like that's the only way to actually be happy in life. Is help just each other out, not because you expect something, just because you want to help help each other out. Peace, oh, love, unity, sure. respect. For sure. Okay, how would you describe what a wook is to your grandmother? Um, <laughs> I'm hoping she's religious. I'm hoping she's religious. My grandmother is religious, but not like overly religious. Like mm-hmm. she's not the type of old lady that's going to preach her religion to you. My grandma is the type of lady that's going to sit down after eating her sleeping meds and drink a Michelob Ultra with you. She just goes to church on Sundays. Okay. okay. Um, if I was to tell her what a book is, I'd probably just tell her to look at me and that's what a book is. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Okay, so would you rather throw away love or money? Throw away money all day. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can always make more money. I always say that money doesn't exist. That's why I just spend it on cool shit. (laughs) So when you first started making music, was it a hobby at first or right away? When did you you realize? I've always said, you can ask my mother on this, I've always said since I was a little kid that I was going to be a rock star. Mm Mm-hmm. So music to me has just always been uh, my complete life. It's not a hobby. It's not an ambition. This is what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, even my job, I tell them that it's my part-time job. Yeah. And my full-time career is making music. Absolutely. I Same. I have a nine-to-five. That That's my job. But Pays this my is, bills, this is what I'm passionate but it doesn't about. do what I do. Yeah. So tell me a bit about your creative process. When you sit down to make music, what's that look like? Um, okay, so for music... Me personally, it's um, one really subjective. Mm-hmm. So um, I make I make music that everyone can listen to and relate to without knowing anything about what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. But I also think that music is really extremely emotional. Absolutely. So when I sit down and like I start like just kind of like trying out new things and and putting down different melodies and 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 um, and beats and whatnot, I feel certain types of emotions, but. I'm also making those emotions very subjective when mm-hmm. I like put them into like you know my DAW and I'm recording them that way that anybody listening on the outside can feel um, their own style of emotions from it and and it's it's a little more challenging I would think than just kind of just putting mm-hmm. down what sounds good Absolutely. and it takes me definitely a lot more time than others I would say to make music but it, for me personally Everybody it's a very very relaxing and enjoyable to just take my time and do what um, I do. So when you're making music, are you making it for yourself or are you making it with the the, the audience and the fans in mind? I'm definitely making it for myself. But like Mm -hmm. I said, I make it very subjective. Like I feel my emotions and I kind of take that and like base it up like a, a, with a, Mm -hmm. a glass wall. Like you, it can be felt from any point of view. Absolutely. So what does your family think of your career choices and how do you feel like they've contributed to your journey? Um, okay. So my family probably didn't at first. Um, no, respect, nobody's family does. Nobody's family what I does. wanted to do for my living. They're like, that's impractical. Like, you know, like, you know, they never told me that you're not going to make it or it's mm-hmm. not. Like, you, like, they've always been supportive. In the same it's way. just a hobby. Yeah. If my, that's yeah, what you want to do, parents, do it. It's just a hobby. You know, like if that's what you want to do, do it. Go ahead. We support you, blah, blah, blah. But they never really like actually supported me. Like my parents never came to any shows mm-hmm. or like what, unless it was with band. Band, like, in high school. school. Um, but recently, like my family has become extremely supportive of what I do. Um, and that's the best they, thing when they yeah, finally they, do realize, they, hey, he he is he yeah, is doing this. Tell me, like, hey, I'm proud of you, and I see what you're doing is like getting traction, and you're starting to do what you want, and like even to the point where like my mom is like, when I when I played in Florida a few weeks back, my mom was like, hey, what time do you play? Maybe we can come out and like watch you perform. And unfortunately, I played at like midnight, and of course it's Florida, so like, it's late, you know, and my, like, my dad wakes up at, like, 4 a.m. to get ready for work, and my mom wakes up at 5 or 6 a.m. to get ready for work, so they're Mm -hmm. like, there's no way we can make it out at midnight to see your set, but they they tried, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, and they've definitely said, like, you know, if I ever make it to, like, the point of where I want to be, they're definitely going to take more time out to, like, come Mm -hmm. see me perform, it's just, it's really hard to do so, like, when I'm playing local shows in Kansas City, and they live in you know, like Florida, Orlando, Florida, Florida. like yeah. it's kind of hard, but they my, they do support me. My mom plays uh, plays my songs on her TikTok videos that she like makes, so that's kind of cool. Oh, no, I, I would yeah. love it if my mom would do that. <laughs> um, so, what do you think is the best piece of advice someone in the industry has given you? 
Um, so when I was a kid, I went to church. Mm-hmm. Um, not consensually. My mom definitely forced no, me to yeah, be there. No, not every, but most, I did learn most a, kids. I did learn a lot of cool shit. It's where I learned how to run sound for, for a full band and like work mm-hmm. on like live music. It's where I learned how to play instrument in a band setting with surprisingly other a lot of people um, have the same background that i've interviewed so yeah, far is they, they started going to church and that they yeah their you parents just, they worked with the you just get into music oh, yeah. that way well um the drummer in the church band was like when i was a kid he was talking to me a lot and something that he stuck with me was like when you learn to play music you should learn how to play every style of music that there is absolutely so that way you're always well versed in whatever style you're trying to produce and that's um definitely the biggest um, the thing that's driven me like I've learned how to play and, and produce every style of music there is because it's so wide of a variety you should mm-hmm. de- you can't focus yourself on like one style of music you can't just do one thing it's just gonna Absolutely. get boring after a while and I think that's really helped me over the years so what kind of music did you grow up listening to and when exactly did you transition into EDM um, okay so like I said previously, I was kind of sheltered as a yeah. child. We didn't really get to listen to as much music as a lot of people have been able to listen to. Um, I didn't really listen to a lot of music growing up just because of the fact like I was stuck in like church. So like, mm-hmm. for a long time, like the music that I listened to was church music and and all this worship music that I was practicing you, with you to play the drums. Listen, it's Skillet, that yeah, Christian rock was, band. Yeah, yeah Christian rock skillet? music. And I was playing the drums to it so that I could play in the church band. Um, and after all that, I started branching out to like rock and roll music, a little bit more alternative music. Um, I think I really made the transition to like EDM, um, probably in like, I want to say 2010 maybe is when I started really listening to some <laughs> things, not, not anything like dubstep related, but more like top forties EDM. Mm-hmm. Um, like what we would think of today is like, you know, like the chain smokers and Lenny as I'm looking at this poster, like I listened to that type of music in 2010. Um, Imagine Dragons. <laughs> yeah, shit like that. Shit you hear on the radio. Like, yeah. And then after that is when I really started to dive, into, dive into it more, you know, darker genres mm-hmm. and more heavier genres of music. So, have you ever felt starstruck meeting an artist? Um, I definitely felt very at awe at Forbidden Kingdom this last like mm-hmm. couple months when I got to meet Snails. Who is one of the reasons why you I got, got into, into in this whole place. thing, and he's been one of my favorite producers for a long time. And like we've talked over the, like social media a few times before, like meeting. I've got a tattoo on my hand for him, mm-hmm. uh, and then like getting to run into him at Forbidden Kingdom and take a picture and like sit down and like we actually we stood talk. we stood there and yeah. talked for like ten minutes. And now me and Fred are actually like we're pretty friendly. We talk quite consistently on the internet, and I would say that like meeting him, I was definitely just like. Very speechless yeah. at first. My friend Jackie, she was like, it was really cute to see you. Like, in awe. <laughs> Actually like, in favorite, awe. Yeah, like you got to meet one of your favorite people. That's pretty it's cool. It's like a kid going to Disneyland, honestly. Oh, absolutely. Um, so do you have any stories about having to deal with like a crazy fan or someone in the crowd? Um, not me personally. I definitely don't think that I'm at that type of stage yet where I have fans even. I think the people that come and like support me are more of my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I've don't think that I've branched out enough into the world to consider everybody my I mean I would say that they're my fans but not a lot of even people, maybe a not lot of even a here, fan people but here just are like more my friends you know like I've, I'm trying to branch out mm-hmm. into different regions to find fans who don't know me but know my music you know uh, so I don't think I've ever had to deal with anything like a crazy fan per se, even like yeah. crazy fan acting, acting wild. Maybe, like, maybe more of a just crazy person in the audience or something like that. I don't think I've ever had to deal with anything like that. You are blessed, sir. Now, hold on. I would say that when I played in a metal band, mm-hmm. um, I played the drums in this metal band for a few years, um, a few years, like four or five years ago. And we went to Indianapolis to play this show. It was this tiny little like run down hole in the wall like bar. They didn't even sell alcohol there. Yeah. And people were climbing up onto like the rafters of the ceiling, and they were hanging upside down, oh head banging onto the God. ceiling during the music. And I think that's probably the craziest <laughs> I've ever seen. But it wasn't like anything like crazy, crazy, you know? Like it wasn't still, bad. No, it still sounds it was pretty, pretty badass. It was pretty that badass. Still sounds like a pretty awe-inspiring experience. <laughs> so, uh, what inspires you? What inspires me? Yeah. What inspires you? I mean. People inspire me every day. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> just from the way that like people um, encourage each other and 
the way that people like love each other that shit inspires me and then just like my own personal emotions like <coughs> excuse me <coughs> like what I'm personally feeling for a certain circumstance definitely like it will inspire me to like do like I'll I'll be feeling something very emotional someday like whatever like and then I'll just like I'll hear a melody in my head mm-hmm. that kind of goes along with the emotion that I'm feeling and that is just like I'll go home I think it's time to put that down and, and build off of that absolutely so do you have any specific specific do you have any specific musicians you look up to and what about them kind of inspires you um I don't know. That's a really hard question to answer, especially on the spot. Um, <coughs> I I really personally, I think I looked up to Subtronics a lot recently. Mm-hmm. Um, his development, the development of his music from the past five years, I think, mm-hmm. is substantial, and I Absolutely. think that um, what he's bringing to electronic music is very different and mm-hmm. needed to progress. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I would say that I cannot like personally pick a favorite in music in any genre just because it's so subjective and there's so Absolutely. many people and I don't want anything to influence what I personally create. So it's it's really hard for me to say like, oh, that's my favorite. Mm-hmm. That's what influences mm-hmm. me because I don't want to sound like that person. Absolutely. And I've found that like when I try to like say, oh, that person influences me, my music tends to start sounding like theirs and I don't like that. Mm-hmm. So if you could go on tour with any three musicians, what's the lineup? Any three musicians? Any three oh musicians you want. You can blend it rock and roll, metal, EDM, like, like rap. Me, like me on the bill or just three in general, like the show I want to go see. You're opening up for him. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I'd love to open up for Snails, personally. Snails. Um, And I think... Oh my goodness, I don't, I don't know. Um, I mean, it'd be cool to have like Subtronics on that bill, but it, mm-hmm. in my brain that wouldn't fit for musicality like standards, like the way that the music sounds together. But I think that would be like the coolest show in the whole world, like me and like yeah. Snails and Subtronics, like that would just get like, the whole I'd, spectrum. I'd get probably, the whole spectrum like, of EDM. I'd probably pee my pants at least four times. <laughs> so, what do you think is the most rewarding part of your job? The most rewarding part of my job definitely yeah. has to just be like when I play a big moment and like I can just feel, feel the energy the that's coming off of like the people. Like it could be four people, it can be 300 people, it could be a thousand mm-hmm. people, it could be 60,000 people. Just, just the, the amount of energy yeah, and love that I feel come back from um, the making people, people happy and seeing people like dance and just feel themselves and mm-hmm. lose themselves. That's definitely the most rewarding thing that I've ever felt. Mm-hmm. And that goes all the way back to like me playing at Carnegie Hall and like seeing people just be so moved by music that they just stand up and clap for like, you know, like that is easily the most rewarding part. And that's better than cocaine, in my opinion. Like that feeling is something that cannot be matched anywhere. So... Well, what do you feel is the most stressful part of your job? The most stressful part of my job also has to be standing up there and playing the music. As, yeah. easy, as easy as it is sometimes, because really I'm just pushing buttons and turning knobs and counting. But it's very stressful to just like have to put as much energy into what I'm doing as possible um, to create the energy for the crowd mm-hmm. to like mm-hmm. react the way that I want them to. I can't just stand on stage and push the button and expect the crowd to just like automatically be yeah hyped 100% up, hundred percent engaged. Yeah. Like I have to protrude the energy for them to reflect. Absolutely. So like, it's definitely stressful. Like I can have an off day and not feel the best, or I could mm-hmm. you know like could have got a little too high that day. You know. Like, yeah. I could be having a you know a rough couple weeks and like just be really stressed out about something or not have. My set completely perfect, and that it's stressful alone to stand up there and be like, I'm feeling all these negative things, and now I have to do this huge positive thing. How am I going to do this? And um, um, you just kind of have to find that um, that balance mm-hmm. when you get up there. It definitely um, is a hard time sometimes. Though. Well, speaking of balance, how do you balance your work life, social? I completely cut off. Um, like my work life, like I mm-hmm. work in a restaurant and I, I cook, I've been cooking for 15, 16 years in restaurants mm-hmm. and I completely cut off that world of like what happens at work is at work and what happens outside of there is outside of there. Now, most, most people know 
what's going on between them. Like my work knows exactly what I do outside of work, but they also know that it's completely separated from mm-hmm. what I do at work. Mm-hmm. I might smoke weed and, and party and drink and do all these things, but that is not what happens when I'm at work. Like, no, my boss, my boss is super supportive of, of the podcast. He oh, yeah. thinks it's a good thing. Shout, shout out to Shane. If you ever hear this, shout out to Shane. Yeah. So, um, do you ever get nervous? Do I ever get nervous? Not anymore. How um, do you? How 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 did you deal with pre-show jitters? Well, I played at Carnegie Hall when I was a very young kid. Very young kid. And that's, so that kind I mean, of takes anybody, it out of you. If anybody doesn't know what Carnegie Hall is, it's probably the most prestigious music hall mm-hmm. in America, at least. Um, it was built a, a long time ago. I couldn't tell you when it was built, and it's not somewhere that um, a lot of people get to play. You're not even allowed to like take pictures there. Um, there's no picture ever taken from the stage of the um, auditorium, I think, except for one that I found. Um, but playing there, I was extremely nervous. And then after that, playing in band a lot, growing up, like it just kind of killed killed jitters because I just I've been I'm so used to performing and playing in the church band. Like you know, I, I played with a band every single week in front of people. So you've ever since then you've been yeah, pretty like, confident. I've that just you've... been able to do like I I know that like. I'm up. I'm playing for a reason, and like, I know what I'm capable of, and I just have to do it. Mm-hmm. And like, people are going to either engage that or not. And I mean, there's, no, in my opinion, there's no reason to be nervous because if you weren't able to do what you're supposed to do, you wouldn't be doing it. Absolutely. If that makes any sense. So, what advice would you give to someone trying to make it in the scene? Um, I would just say to go for it. If it's something that you want to do, just do it. Be passionate about it. Yeah, just be passionate about it. Like, you're going to make mistakes. It's going to be hard, but, like, if you just keep putting in the effort, practice makes perfect, man. That's the only way to do things is just to, like, go out and do it. You're never going to get that show unless you go for it. You know, like, um, closed mouths don't get fed. That's a good way I look at it. Like, if you don't just put yourself out there to do it. No one's ever going to say, hey, do you want to play this show? Unless you say to somebody, hey, man, I play music. I would love to play a show sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's really the only way to get out there. Absolutely. So if they were to make a movie about your life, what celebrity would you like to play you? It's a really off-the-wall question. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Okay, well, what are your phobias? What are your fears? My fears? I don't like frogs. You don't like frogs? Or reptiles in general. No um, lizards, no snakes? Yeah, and I think they look really cool, you but don't I, like don't, scaly I, don't, boys? I don't want to touch them. I love scaly boys. So with like birds and like all kinds. Of, if, if it doesn't have like four legs and fur, I really don't. You don't wanna, like birds? Like, no, nah, dude, oh, fish. Oh, man. I don't want to touch I think they look cool, but I don't want to touch them. I mm. think that's probably the only thing that like really weirds me out. Can you describe a time where you had little to no experience, and how did you handle it? Um, the first time that I played on CDJs, I had absolutely no idea. no idea what I was doing, and I had absolutely no help, mm-hmm. and I absolutely went into a DAW and took songs that I wanted to play and cut them into about a minute and a half segments Mm -hmm. so that I could just hit play and hit play and hit play. And nothing was like set off record box. So I had absolutely no wave files and like nobody told me that what I was doing was wrong. And then no one told me how to like work the CDJ. So I just had to figure it out the very first time that I did that. And it was really embarrassing after finding out that like, there's a way easier way to do these things. Mm -hmm. And I would say that that's it. Mm -hmm. So, if you could compare yourself with any animal, what would it be and why? Oh. I'm thinking very hard because there's so (laughs) many animals. Well, clearly not a reptile. No. Reptiles are strange. I don't know, man. I like cats. Yeah. They live like kings and they, they sleep do. all day and Fair. they just kind of do whatever they want to do. I kind of like that. Do you think cats think they're the real rulers? Like they're they're the masters and we're like their little slaves going to work all day just to come home and feed them? They could be. 
There is definitely strong evidence to suggest that. Not that I believe in that, but cats oh, definitely could be the entire rulers of the those world. Those little bastards need to pony up their half of the rent. <laughs> if they're going to shit in the corner. They better pony up their half of the rent. <laughs> so do you have any uh, guilty pleasure artists? What do you mean? You know, like Katy Perry, Hannah Montana, um... Somebody, something you would be a little ashamed of saying that you listen to. Um, I don't know. I'm I listen to Paramore quite a bit. Oh, like Not that that's a guilty Paramore. pleasure yeah. or anything. Like I don't feel any shame in that. I think Britney Spears is pretty cool too. Oh, fucking well, yeah. See, um, like Britney Spears. Britney's I love Britney dope. Spears. Um, and we'll go back. I'll play like the Backstreet Boys and get oh. down. I do listen to Michael Jackson quite a bit too. And probably people are a little. If you on that one, yeah, I think Michael's pretty great. Well, his yeah, his music precedes him. His music, no matter what, you can't say his music is bad. No, he was just weird. Yeah, and absolutely. So, do you uh, sing in the shower? And do I sing in yeah, the shower? Yeah, in the shower. If I have what, music on, definitely. Definitely. What, what do you sing in the shower if you're if you're going to the um, shower? <laughs> I play a lot of like punk pop music, mm-hmm. like definitely like a lot of 2010s punk, like punk music. So a lot of Green Day comes on, like Fall Out Boy and like Paramore comes I on. I love a lot. Skater yeah. Boy. Um, what is one memory throughout your lo- entire life that like sticks with you that made you realize like you wanted to be a part of everything? Um. I don't know. That's a really vague question, but I think it would have to go into like my first like EDM concert. Mm-hmm. Um, mind you, I did eat probably well more MDMA than I should have, <laughs> and I definitely don't remember most of what happened. But I remember the emotions and the feelings that I had were very uplifting and contagious, and it's something that I just wanted to be a part of forever. Absolutely. So if you could go on tour in another country for one year, but you can't come back to the States for the entire time, what country do you think you're choosing? Country? Yeah. Or like a continent? Country. A country? That's rough. I'd probably say like Canada. Canada? Because Canada's pretty big, and there's lots of places you can go, like... And Europe, the countries are yeah, like I was gonna tiny. Yeah, like, I was going to say, if you're choosing Europe, would, would, would you want to do the whole tour of Europe? That's why I asked continent, because like yeah. Europe would be way cool. Like if I could do all of Europe, all of Europe. that'd be pretty tight. Okay. Um, so you're stuck on a deserted island. What three items do you bring? Um, knife, flint, and some rope. Flint and some rope. Okay. I have a knife to like cut things. I have a rope to tie things, and I have a flint to make fire. Absolutely. I've played Minecraft. I was a Boy Scout. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So besides music and work, what do you like to do in your free time? Um, Watch a lot of TV. I used to play a lot of video games, but like... I get really bored with video games. It's I can play like I can play like one game at like Call of Duty, and I'm just like bored. A game um, really has to captivate yeah, me. I play a lot of sports games with my friends, and I get like through halftime, and like one of one of the other people is kicking somebody's ass, and it's just like not mm-hmm. enjoyable anymore. So I quit playing video games for a while. So like when I'm not doing music, which is probably thirty to forty hours a week, or I'm not at work, which is thirty to forty hours a week, mm-hmm. we're probably watching TV and like smoking weed. Felt. Felt, felt. So the day of the show, what does that look like for you? Do you have any pre-show rituals you do every time? Like, what, what, what does uh, that look for look like for you? I sit my ass at home and I. Take what time? A, what time do you wake up? Whatever time I wake just, up. Just whatever time you wake yeah, up. Yeah, dude, I work night, so like I don't have an mm-hmm. alarm, and just whatever time I get up, and okay. then we just sit at home and get high and take a nap and just chill out. Mm-hmm. There's really not a ritual. I just kind of relax and I save all of my energy until I have to like perform. Absolutely. So, have you ever participated in any music competitions? Um, when I was in high school, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, the band performed in 
many competitions. I did mo- a lot of like solo, like you know, like rudimental like snare drum competitions or mallet competitions, but not. But I've never done anything like since then. I mean, maybe like some remix contests, but I don't really count those because they're not like. I just submitted a piece of music. It wasn't like mm-hmm. something that I did like person like live for like judges or anything. Okay, so your music skills are obviously fire. What are your that. What are your dance skills like? My dance skills? I don't know, man. Like, I know how to dance probably like more styles than most people, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't say that I'm really good. I just like when I'm dancing, I'm just dancing. I don't know. I'm just dancing. I'm just I'm feeling just, the yeah, music. Feeling myself. I'm just feeling myself. <laughs> Okay, so if you had an unlimited budget to do anything in the EDM community, what would you want to do? Uh, we, me and um, me and uh, Zach William Hyper Digital shout out. We had this wild idea the other day. If we had a bunch of money, we'd buy like a cruise mm-hmm. ship, mm-hmm. and like it'd be like a small enough cruise ship to have like you know like five six thousand people on it, whatever. And then like it's a three day like cruise, and like you're on the cruise ship all day and then like towards the evening you get off the cruise ship and you're in this giant venue and like it's, it's a show and then you get back on the cruise ship and everybody sleeps whatever and then the ship like you know like goes to the next place and like the next night you're at a different, different island you're at a different island yeah. or whatever and it's a different venue and then like the third night's the same thing and then like you go home and they'd, they'd, they'd be like that'd be really cool on point <laughs> i'm in i'm in it sounds like a really good time if you could throw a benefit concert for any charitable cause, what do you think you'd throw it for? Um, I'd probably throw it for autism. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of friends. Um, one, a couple in specific, their kid is autistic, and he's like 14, 15 mm-hmm. years old now, and he's like probably one of the coolest kids I've ever yeah, met in my life. Yeah. And I think that like there's not enough awareness out in the world for mm-hmm. like people with autism or like the families that have to like deal with raising a child with autism and it can be really challenging and really tough for a while. And like, I think that like there should be more attention um, and awareness. There about should be more it. like help yeah. for those families, help. like and those children that like grow up dealing with autism. Absolutely. Absolutely agree. I have several friends who are on the spectrum. Um, absolutely more help. Um, so how do you think that your personality is reflected in your music? Um, this is a really complicated answer to that, and mm-hmm. I don't think that um I really want to spend twenty minutes trying to explain that. Mm-hmm. I would just say that um I'm a very um, emotional person. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people call me a drama queen, and they're definitely correct. <laughs> Um, and it absolutely shows in your music. It definitely does. Um, my music is very emotional. And hey, it's, passionate music is the yeah, best music uh, when it comes straight from the I heart. I put a lot of time and effort into um, what I'm doing. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's silly and you know, like whatnot. And like I will literally sit there and just laugh as I'm creating something, and it's just you can tell in it because it's just so silly and constructive of a piece. And there's also pieces that I work on that are just very um heartfelt and mm-hmm. something like I've got a piece that I'm coming out with soon that I'm going to play at Magic Moon Festival and it's just like it's going to bring tears to people's eyes um it, it's very emotional and very um heartfelt for me and that it oh, definitely absolutely. shows in like what I'm doing absolutely so if you had three wishes what do you think you'd wish for um like anything yeah for me, it would be crack, a pipe, and a bottomless, bottomless crack, crack lighter. So that's a lot of crack. Bottomless crack. I don't know if I need that much crack. crack. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'd, I'd wish for a lot of money. And not for, like, selfish reasons, but I just feel like I could, I, that would, like, make life way better. <laughs> I wish for a lot of money. Um, I don't know, like, the cure for cancer. That'd be nice. That'd yeah, be that'd cool. be nice. Um, be pretty cool. Do something for the world. That'd be pretty um, cool. Hey guys, <laughs> I, I just cured cancer. Oh shit. I don't know. Maybe like just for like an unlimited like gas card because gas is expensive. No, felt felt. I don't know. Say less. I think I feel like felt. money money would solve most of the issues that I have. I mm-hmm. could just and if I need something, it's there. Like 
cool. I can afford it. <laughs> so when do you feel like your ideas come to you? Um, sporadic in the moment. Sometimes you just be chilling at work. Oh yeah. I mean, at work it sucks because like I'll have mm-hmm. I'll have very like intense um realizations at work of music and melodies in my head and, you can't and I'm like really write anything I can't down put it down. it down yeah, yeah it sucks like I can't just go sit down like uh at, at the house I can just like I feel something I'm like boo doo boop boop and I can just go put it in the doll and like save it and work off of it but it doesn't like work at work um I've had some cool ideas like in dreams mm-hmm. um and there's a couple times I've like woken up from like a, a really deep slumber I was like what is that like what did I well what just happened I've had to go and like try to work it out so what do you need to have a good life um I don't know man it's there's a lot of things that people like want absolutely like what like we what do we actually need I don't Mm -hmm. know I don't really need anything financial Um, stability yeah like the things that like People the like ability need, to like, do what you want want cre- to create art like, how without just, feeling right like I kind of just like be happy man like nothing is really that bad yeah everything that I have is pretty pretty decent like my life's not terrible it could be worse so like I don't feel like I need anything extra to make my life mm-hmm. more happy per se I'm pretty com- like pretty content with what I've got which is like a house a car a job. Like, I get to hang out with my Absolutely. friends. I have a wonderful girlfriend. Like, I have the perfect friends. Like, In my opinion, that's that's all you need. You don't need to be rich, but you need to be financially stable, house, car, friends. That's the real key to happiness. Oh, yeah. Um, so what is your fondest memory of, of high school, and what were you like in high school? Um, I don't know, man. I had a lot of issues in high school, man. I had mm-hmm. a lot of, like... It's this. It's it seems counter because you're a band kid. You seem like yeah, band kid. You really, really good. Focused in you band, obviously um, went Carnegie Hall. That's it was just something the band did. Yeah, but, and I just got lucky to be involved in it. Um, you know, like I, I I had struggled a lot in high school trying to figure out who I was, and I had a lot Absolutely. of like mental illnesses that I wasn't aware of, and like it took mm-hmm. a long time to find out. And so, like I really couldn't say like. The person that I was, like I was probably, I was probably an man. asshole. A lot of people probably didn't like me. I know a lot of people didn't like me. I I definitely um, dealt with my issues, man. I was drug addict. I was in and out of JDC. I oh, was yeah. angry at nobody and everybody for no reason. So I oh, get yeah. it, brother. I get it. Um, so what are some of the weirdest, strangest, or weirdest or strangest occurrences like you've seen at a show? Um. I mean, um, the first festival I went to, woke up early and, like, seen, like, people walking around, like, butt-ass naked. And I hadn't thought that that was, like, something that was normal at a festival up until I'd seen it. And the point that I saw it, it made sense. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, duh. Like, we're at a festival. People are going to be walking around naked. And I wouldn't say that that's weird, but I hadn't, like, encountered that until I'd been to a festival. But I would say, like, some of the weirdest things that I've seen at a show, like, would just have to be... The first festival I went to, they, I quote, covered that bitch in ranch, unquote. So that was uh, okay, that so was a very a, surreal weird. introduction okay, see, I've never me. seen anything like that. I was, like, <laughs> I was trying to think of something weird that I've seen at this show, and I just don't think I've ever seen something that strange and out of place, like, at a show. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, things that I see, they just they feel like normality to me. <laughs> you know? So how do you see EDM evolving in the next five years and how do you see your sound evolving with it? Um, do you plan on exploring other subgenres? Okay, so I am a very um, multi-genre like producer. I do not create just one style of music. Absolutely. So that question is an absolutely yes, I'm going to explore new things all the time. Um, I see EDM music progressing the way that it is currently doing. Like it's just every day there's something new and every day some, somebody is finding a different way to do something and create it into something beautiful. What song would you like played at your funeral? Um, I don't know. 
I don't really think about things like that. Good for um, you. Good for you. <laughs> I would say, um, I don't know, play something cool. Have a good yeah. time. Like, don't don't stand there and mourn my death, but stand there and party and celebrate for uh, whatever. Celebration of celebrate life. Celebrate whatever That's... I was doing. And, like, I don't know. I don't think about things like that because it's just, like, there's, there's no point. Like, I'm living in the now and not of what's going to happen tomorrow. Absolutely. So, do you have an absolute dream collaboration? I'd love to, like, do a collab with Snails. Yeah. I've talked to Fred like numerous times, but that conversation's never happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and I quite don't know how to like ask. respectfully yeah, ask. Respectfully, and I know that yeah. like, I should just yeah. be like, "Hey, dude, like, can I send you like some stems, whatever, and like, mm-hmm. whatever?" But I don't know. Like, I don't feel like it's appropriate sometimes. No, absolutely. Time. I'm, I'm self-conscious. Absolutely. I think but, you know, like, I'm sure a lot of people want to send right. send him. Yeah. Right. So I like, get we're that just completely. like like we we're not like home, we're not like homies. You know, like we don't hang out like. We met at a show and like we've conversated mm-hmm. on social media. Like, I would I would say quite a bit since then that like, we've talked about a lot of cool things and like whatnot. But I wouldn't consider like I I still think it would be inappropriate. Like, hey dude, do you want to like work on a song together? And, like, I don't know. It's something that I wish would happen. Absolutely. So if you could bring any artist back to life, who do you think you'd pick? Uh, Mac Miller. Good one. Yeah. Good one. I know. Good one. Miss that dude. So what do you think is the biggest sacrifice that you have made for your career? Um, I don't know, man. I've never thought of it um, because it's what I've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never really thought of anything else. Like anything, any other job that I've ever done was always just like part-time. A means like, to an end. Yeah, it was yeah. just like something to get me by because music's always what I did, wanted to do. But I feel like having that dream of wanting to do music is definitely like put a hinder on other things that I could have done. Mm-hmm. And I, I could have been, went on to be a doctor like you know, like could have went on to like work in NASA, you know, anything. And I, I picked I to be a musician to and I picked to be a musician. Like who does that? I did that because it's what I'm passionate about. And it's been like that since I was a kid. So. Absolutely. So what is the funniest thing you've ever heard from like a fan or just somebody some somebody you've known, friend. The funniest thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. There's Pretty a lot vague. of funny things Pretty that I've yeah, it's really vague. There's a lot of really funny things I've heard in my lifetime. Um, I don't know. I think the funniest things that have ever like occurred is like when you're like standing in like a solid like serious conversation mm-hmm. and like one of your buddies is just like super silly just stands up he's like well you guess what and he just farts and it just like breaks <laughs> the tension I think that's probably the funniest thing that could ever happen in like in my life absolutely you just stand up just okay so if you would like to have your fr- your fans remember you for one thing what would it be um love man I just like that's what I like Definitely try to extrude the most from uh, my personality on stage and off stage is that mm-hmm. I just I love everybody. Like, there's no reason not to, and especially for people who come and like show up and support like what I'm doing. Like, I love them like a lot. And I love people that show up and support, and um, it really like warms my heart and it like, makes me feel more at home. And I, I think that's what I would want people to remember the most for absolutely. is like just how much that I absolutely love them, regardless of like who they are or if I know them or not. Like I, I do love them. Absolutely. What is something you would like to learn or wish you were better at? Um, I wish I was better and more skilled in like working on cars. Because they always felt, seem to have felt. some type of issues, and I have no idea like how to work on cars. People yeah. are like, "Hey, what's wrong with my car, dude? I don't know. I'm not a mechanic, dude. I'm a musician. Like, don't ask me." And I wish I did know because mm-hmm. it would be really helpful at most times. Mm-hmm. So, you have any random fun facts about yourself? Um, third nipple. I can see it. It's poking I through your wish shirt. That I had. Be pretty cool. <laughs> I don't know. Um, random fun facts. I've worked in a lot of pizza places over the years, mm-hmm. and I can definitely like toss dough like above my head in a circle. Yeah, like, yeah. So you're in, you're the man I need to invite for the pizza party. Sure. 
<laughs> okay. So if you were born with a different name, do you think you'd have a different personality? Say Karen's, Megan's, Chad's. I don't know. You don't think, don't know? <coughs> I don't know. It's, I don't think that like a name defines a person. I think they define themselves. Mm-hmm. So how do you deal with long nights of working overnights, working late nights, working with shows? How do you deal with your sleep schedule? I smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> I smoke a lot of weed. Um, I don't get a lot of sleep regardless, but the sleep that I do get is definitely necessary. Um, I don't know. I've been doing it for a long time. I'm almost 30 years old, so like waking up at 10 a.m. And, and working and then getting home and have to deal with working on music for another six hours and like not getting to bed till 2 a.m., 3 a.m. is just something I've grown accustomed to over the years. Who do you think put the alphabet in order and does it matter? Oh, my goodness. Is it any more than just the song? Um, did somebody, go, did I'm like gonna, Palabius come out and say, I'm, hey, this ABC song we didn't have in order, but th- this, go, this shit is um, a fucking banger? I'm going to go with the late and great Abraham Lincoln. Oh. That's his soul. I think he put the alphabet together. Great man. Um, but I don't think it was necessary. I think it's just kind of dumb. They got to just said this is the letter here it is <laughs> but then it would have been you know that was the location of the letters would it have been different would we does have known, it matter yeah would we have known any different like yeah, oh, this exactly. is a different version could we come up with an even better abc song right. but in a different order like could you now yeah it, somebody <laughs> somebody's gonna get gonna get on that <laughs> so uh tell me about your worst show and what do you think you learned from it my worst show yeah Definitely, like, the first one when I was, like, not knowing what I was doing mm-hmm. and, and didn't know anything about any of that. Um, but I'm not going to count that. I'm going to say probably, like, um, there was a show I played um, probably back in, like, October or September of last year, and I had eaten a pot brownie that my friend had made and it was like extremely strong and underestimated it, it, it yeah huh? it, and we had ate those at like 2 p.m dude and like i had to go and take a nap and like i was still like pretty bummed out like most of the night i was just like super mellow and like went and played this set and like i, I don't know i just i didn't play very good People said that I played great, whatever, but, like, I don't even really remember, like, mm-hmm. the songs that I picked or played. Like, I didn't take any drugs. I smoked, like, a little bit of weed to, like, kind of calm the nerves. And, like, I drank water all night. But I feel like that, that kind of just was, like, was a bad idea to, like, get that high before, like, I played. So I've definitely, like, made it a more, like, common goal to just, like, keep it cool mm-hmm. until, like, at least mm-hmm. I play, like. Like, it's cool. Like, smoke a little bit of weed, whatever. Like, have a couple drinks to, like, mellow yourself out and, like, kind of get loosey. But, like, there's no reason for me to get dumb before I play because I'm just going to play, like, shit. Okay. So, what is your Zodiac sign? And do you believe in stars? I'm a pagan. Mm-hmm. Um, so, sure. <laughs> um I believe they're very like out mm-hmm. there and like off the wall. Um, I'm an Aquarius, so it's very strange. Um, I, I, I believe in all this shit, but I believe in a very like different, vague type Round of way. Roundabout like, way. Yeah. It's re- it's really more personal, I think, to people than I think everybody it is, needs like, to have their own the book, personal yeah. spiritual. Like whatever belief. the book says, that's cool. It's like, mm-hmm. like, like kind of like a guideline, man. It's mm-hmm. more like just kind of how I look at it. I I absolutely gr- agree. I am very not religious, but spirit spiritual. Absolutely. Uh, what's your most recent act of kindness? My most recent act of kindness. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck! Never, I never. No, never have the opportunity <laughs> to be like Ca- kind. I know, what? Like, I do kind things all the time, like holding the door open for people, you know, and like buying things for my friends when they're like, you know, like having a rough time, you know, like Put, buying somebody a cheeseburger when they need a cheeseburger. Right? Buying dude, somebody like, a beer I, when I they don't need like ever even think about it. Like, oh, I did a nice thing. Like I, things just kind of happen. Like I'm a nice yeah, person. Um, and I don't, I don't keep tabs on like 
As you should. Bigger, you should nicer not. things. Like, oh, I gave $10 to a homeless guy today. Like, I don't keep tabs yeah. on shit like that. Like, there's... I'm just a nice person. You, you, I'm nice to everybody for n- no reason. He's un- unapologetically nice. Mm-hmm. So, what do you love most about DJing? Um, the music, man. Like, I just enjoy putting together a playlist of funky jams to play for other people. And, like, I don't care if I'm the only one in the room dancing. It's going to be jamming. I'm mm-hmm. I'm up there dancing, having a good time, and I, I know that people are going to, like, receive the energy and have a good time, but, like, when I DJ, I honestly don't really look up. I I, mm-hmm. I can feel the energy, and I can see what people are doing, but I'm not really paying attention too much about what's going on outside of my bubble. Okay. So, say you're playing a show, and I know you say you're in your <laughs> bubble, but the crowd is looking bored or not hyped up, what do you do to hype them up? Um, so I don't mean to sound just like kind of like a dick, mm-hmm. but I don't play shows that I don't fit the bill. Mm, absolutely. Um, no, I'm nothing not, wrong I am not that. an open nothing format DJ. I, I'm not, I don't particularly like to play shows where I, I need to f- like play what, of a certain vibe like i like to book shows where like i'm picking my music and i know that what i'm picking is going to fit the vibe of what's playing and what people are coming to see what if it what if it's still early what if it's still early people are still coming in what do you do to start start out start out say you're opening yeah what do you do to start out get people you gotta just have like you gotta have a nice blend of not so much like what I really want to play opening up for artists is definitely um, a fun spot because you're setting a mood mm-hmm. and understanding that role is really challenging and you can still play what you want to play as long as you're like setting the correct mood for like the night that's happening. Like, you know, if I'm, if I'm opening up for a house artist, like I'm not going to come in and start playing dubstep. Like I'm going to come in and play house music and set the mood. If I'm opening up for, you know, a dubstep artist, I'm going to come in and play, you know, maybe not like the biggest and hardest mm-hmm. bangers, but I'm going to play some good music to get people warmed up Absolutely. to listen to those hard and heavier bangers. And, um, you know, I just feel like I don't particularly like to play shows where um, the music that I pick to play can be a bummer to other people because I don't necessarily, um, as I said, I don't want to sound like a dick, but I don't want to pick. Play no, there's I don't nothing play, wrong with I don't want to play music that other people want me to play. Yeah, I want to play the music that wrong I that. want to play. That um, that takes character yeah. and integrity. Yeah. So if you could go back five years and give yourself some advice. Five. Okay, so I'm like 29. And that would have been 24, so mm-hmm. five years. I would have told myself to quit relying on what my fucking friends thought about myself and just fucking been me. Absolutely. Because when I was 24, 25, I definitely thought more about what my fucking friends thought about me and what I was doing than what I was actually like doing and accomplishing. Absolutely. So, um, Harry Potter, do you know what house you're in? Um, I definitely a Gryffindor. Definitely. Unapologetically. Um, it's just, um, yeah, it just happens. Not, not, not afraid to say it. A lot of people are kind of ashamed and I'm not. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, how, what do you define stupidity as? Um, people without common sense. People without common sense? Yeah. That's that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're about running on time. So my final question would be, uh. Final question. What was your name again? And, uh, (laughs) where am I? Um, how did I get here? Uh, but seriously, why don't you tell me about your upcoming projects? What's coming down the line for you? What What do we have to look forward to? Show Show wise, music wise, EP wise. What all What all do we ha- have? Awesome. Go, go uh, off. So, 
coming up for me. I've got Can't Say His Own Music Festival at the end of the month down in Arkansas. It's going to be a good hit. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got Magic Moon Festival coming up at the beginning of and August. That's going to be an absolute um, banger. That's going to be a good one. I'm helping run that festival. It's um, our second year doing this one. Um, I've got a lot of big things in store. I'm bringing mm-hmm. a drummer out for the first time for my performances. I'm going to have me playing D- like DJing and a drummer drumming. Um, we're gonna have some pyrotechnics going on. We're gonna oh, play. Um, I love the I love yeah, the fire pool. We're gonna, I love um, the pyre, pyrotechnics. We're gonna be playing this brand new song that I've been working on um, to close our set. It's gonna be really big. Um, and then after that, I've got um, Dance Festopia that I'm getting the absolute pleasure to play this year, and I'm super thankful for. Um, other than that, I don't have anything lined up. Um, I just released a new song mm-hmm. uh, a couple days ago. It's called "Fuck You." It's on all <laughs> um, streaming platforms. It's pretty great. It's kind of a trap banger. Um, just kind of working on some music at the house, you know, like not really like, not really planning anything anytime soon. Just kind of like working at my own pace and like getting things out, um, hitting these uh, festivals up for the year. I'm hoping in like the spring of next year, I can like mm-hmm. book a tour. That's kind of like where I'm trying to push myself. Absolutely. But other Good than goals. that, we're just kind of we're just kind of running, man. Mm-hmm. I would like to thank you for your time. I super appreciate it. It's been a pleasure having you on. I absolutely appreciate you having me out. It's been a good time. Mm -hmm. And I would like to remind the viewers, this is only possible because of you. Ratings, like, shares. It only takes a couple seconds, but it really really helps us out. A share, that rating on Spotify, it really helps. Thank you guys for listening, and you guys have a good and safe weekend. Have a good one.